Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> We've been in silence for a little while, uh, living with, uh, in a very simple way, getting up, sitting and meditating. Um, and uh, so we're, we've put away our cell phones and our computers and all the things that we usually have to occupy our minds and uh, distract us. And so what, what uh, usually happens at this point, uh, especially in the beginning of practice, is that we begin to notice how busy the mind is, how restless the mind is, full of thoughts, of thoughts of the past and thoughts of the future, going over things that happened in the past, uh, perhaps uh, thinking, if only it had happened this way, I had done this, or he or she had done that, or this hadn't happened, and you know, trying to play it over and over in our minds, maybe feeling emotions, resentment, grief. And uh, also casting the mind forward, projecting into the future. Um, will this happen? Will, will it happen the way I hope? Will it happen the way I fear? So all of these, this busyness of the mind. And so, uh, so we're, we're immersed in that. We're in the soup. Uh, in the soup of our, our heart-mind. Um, and and this, is the, uh, this is the soup of practice. So, so in, uh, in the tradition of, of insight meditation, there are two main streams of practice. And one of the streams, and the one that's usually emphasized in the beginning of practice, is called samatha. Uh, samatha means tranquility, calmness. So these are practices that we cultivate to help the body and mind become more settled and more calm. And then the second stream is called vipassana, or insight. And in the context of a mind that is not uh, totally taken over by restlessness, fear, wanting, not wanting, um, doubting, uh, all the, the different forces that can be present in the mind, the mind can begin to investigate the nature of experience and, and insights into the nature of 
who we are, what we are, what life is, arise. Arise in a very natural way as a result of the practice. And these are not ideas. These, these insights are not thoughts or ideas that, that we memorize or that we believe in. These insights are direct seeing, direct knowing of the nature of our experience. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but right now I'm going to focus on the tranquility part, the calming of the mind. I gave some instruction last night, and, and I talked about just coming to the body with our attention, being mindful in the body. Uh, there's uh, something the Buddha said about mindfulness of the body, which whenever I read it, I, I find it beautiful and inspiring. Very short paragraph. There is one thing that, when cultivated and regularly practiced, leads to deep spiritual intention, to peace, to mindfulness and clear comprehension, to vision and knowledge, to a happy life here and now, and to the culmination of wisdom and awakening. And what is that one thing? It is mindfulness centered on the body. So, I can't emphasize enough how important it is that we bring attention to the body, to just feeling the life of the body, the sensations of the body, to, to bring our, our sense of being in the body uh, into mind again and again and again. <clears throat> in, the, in the tranquility meditation, the samatha meditation, uh, we focus on a particular, uh, a single object, so, so of all the different kinds of experiences that we can experience in the body, uh, different um, uh, sensations, feeling the, the coolness of the air, the tingling in the fingers or the toes, the um, you know, sensations in the belly and the heart, tension, sharpness, soreness. There are so many sensations that arise and pass away in the body. And of course, as we move, we feel different sensations and so on. And in samatha meditation, or tranquility, we, we choose a single object. And the one that I'm going to recommend is the breath. Uh, so we feel the breath in the belly or in the chest. Those are the two places I 
encourage people to try if you're starting meditation because it brings our attention down into the body away we we walk around a lot of the time most of us like disembodied heads you know where uh, I don't know there was this Robin Williams Williams film I forget what it was called where uh, you know there were these disembodied heads that were kind of floating around and you know we're so in our thoughts so in our ideas, our concepts. So just bringing our attention down to feeling the breath in the belly or in the heart uh, grounds us in the body. But of course, if, if it feels more natural and easy for you to feel the breath in the nostrils, that's fine. And that's a, that's a very traditional um, focus for feeling the breath. So when I say feeling the breath, I mean just that, really focusing on the tactile sensation. You know, even as I'm speaking now, you can turn your attention to the breath. Feel the whole in-breath, the whole out-breath. Feel the beginning, middle, and end of the in-breath, the beginning, middle, and end of the out-breath. And there's a pause at the end, especially at the end of the out-breath. And and then the next in-breath arises, and so we keep our attention in that same place. Sometimes uh, at the out-breath, that's often a time when we get lost because the breath is going out and the mind can become dispersed and then for a moment there's no breath until the next in-breath and the mind might drift away so we keep our attention right in that place where we're feeling the breath and then the next in-breath arises And, and the breath is very natural you know we just let the breath breathe in a way that is very natural. So it doesn't matter if the breath is shallow or if it's deep. It doesn't matter if the breath is short or if it's long, if it's rough or if it's smooth. You know, we're not trying to breathe the perfect breath. You know, so often we're, we're trying to do something, we're always trying to achieve something or do something and and people can get caught up in thinking, I have to breathe, you know, just right. And, and actually, um, we've all been doing pretty well in terms of breathing <laughs> for, for all this time. So, so it's just fine, however it is. And, and the breath changes as our meditation um, develops, as the mind becomes more calm. The breath might change. And we'll notice that. You know, maybe it'll become more subtle. Maybe it'll become deeper. Um, maybe it'll change in some different way. And of course the mind will, uh, will wander away. Because we have deeply ingrained habits of mind. You know, of so many different things. And when I, when I began meditating, 
one of the things I noticed that I, it was that I never stopped talking to myself or to somebody else. You know, I was always, as soon as I was experiencing something, you know, as soon as I saw something, I was telling somebody about it in my mind. I was always talking to somebody. And, uh, and I realized that I wasn't even having the experience before I felt like I had to give it away somehow. So that was really uh, an interesting discovery for me. And I just, you know, just really just brought the mind back to just being present and attentive, and the chatter eventually stopped, quieted down, stopped. So these things, of course, don't happen overnight, but but the the beautiful thing about the samatha meditation is that it gives the attention just a single, very simple object to to pay attention to. So so some people may say, well, the breath is boring. You know, well, why should I be interested in the breath? <clears throat> The breath is really, uh, it's at the heart of our life. You know, without breath, we wouldn't be alive for more than a couple of minutes. And, and actually, each breath is subtly different. Different texture, uh, different depth, different length. So, so just becoming interested in the breath, becoming curious about the breath. Uh, there's a, a we can we can kind of just begin to love the breath. There's a there's a love. There's a quality of of love and and gratitude that can happen, you know, just by attending to the breath. As I said yesterday, if we find that the mind is just so full of talking that we need to give the mind something to do, we can give the mind a word to say with the breath so that the mind has something to say. So the mind can say one with the first out-breath and then two with the second out-breath and then up to ten, and then start again at one. Or the mind can say, in and out, as we breathe in and out. Or the mind can say, (coughs) breathing in, calming the body, breathing out, calming the mind. If the mind is very agitated, that can sometimes help. Breathing in, calming the body. Breathing out, calming the mind. The breath is, it is kind of, you know, neutral. So, which is... What, one of the things that makes it such a, 
a good object for meditation. You know, the breath is not really wonderfully exciting and beautiful, although we can begin to experience it so as our attention becomes more and more refined, maybe not exciting, but beautiful. And usually, unless maybe we have a really bad cold, the breath is not particularly painful or unpleasant. So it's, it's neutral, the breath is neutral. And it's very simple. It's just, it's just what it is, it's just a breath. In our ordinary lives, we're usually caught up in trying to find things that are pleasant to experience. You know, so we want we want to feel, you know, just comfortable and cozy enough. We want the room to be just the right temperature. We want the food to be just the way we like it, you know, exactly the right spices and, you know, uh, and just our favorite teas and you know, we have so many preferences of the way we like things. And we, and then we don't like other things, you know. We don't like it if it's too hot or too cold. We don't like it if the food is too bland or too spicy, if the bed is too hard or too soft. You know, it sounds like Goldilocks. Uh, and, and so we're, we find that we're on this wheel all the time of trying to get away from painful experiences, painful sensory experiences, and most especially, painful emotional experiences. So we feel sadness, we feel grief, we feel anger, and we either distract ourselves or act it out. We try to solve it. You know, we feel, you know, we feel itchy, you know, we're scratching it, we feel, we feel cold, we need to turn up the heat, or uh, we feel... And of course, there's nothing wrong with, you know, we don't need to be in discomfort all the time, I, that's not what I'm saying, but, uh, but, but when we pay attention to our activities, we can find that we're on this endless round of trying to get away from unpleasant experiences and trying to find pleasant experiences, pleasant emotional experiences, pleasant sensory experiences. And so in meditation, we just stop. We stop. And we become very simple. And we stay with this neutral experience of the breath. Pleasant and unpleasant will arise of themselves, even in our meditation. Grief will arise, irritation will arise, judgment will arise, uh, restlessness will arise. And so we ask ourselves, can I be with this? Can I be with this right now? Is it, is this... Is this unbearable, or, or can I be with it? And 
and we come back to the breath and we discover that most everything we actually can be with. And then sometimes joy arises, peace arises, love arises, gratitude arises. And of course we don't need to ask ourselves, can I be with this? Because those are beautiful experiences, pleasant, pleasant spiritual experiences. So the breath in the Samatha practice gives us this this grounding to keep coming back and finding stability, finding this space of simplicity, of, um, of simple attention to a single object. We're not trying to go into a deep state of meditative absorption in this practice. That's not our intention. There are retreats where that's cultivated, but that's not our intention here. It's just to to help the mind become calm and present. One thing that's a great aid in bringing the mind to, to stillness and to quiet and calm is for the body to be still. So this is why I, um, I was encouraging people to take a posture which is relatively easeful, you know, that you, that you can hold relatively easily. So it's in any, you know, if we're sitting for 30 minutes, you know, or there are a couple of sittings which are a little longer, um, there will be some stiffness, there will be perhaps some soreness, there will be an impulse to move. Uh, and, if, and if there's mindfulness, and, and this is you know, not to judge ourselves or for anybody else to judge, I certainly don't judge, you know, sometimes mindfulness is not present or not so strong, and uh, you know, and before we know it, you know, we've, you know, we've done this, or we've, you know, shifted. And of course, if you have an injury, and, and uh, or you know, particularly uh, tender place, you might need to move once during a sitting. Um, but um, but it's the restless movement that always trying to fix it to get away from a, a slight discomfort that keeps the mind from becoming settled and quiet. Because when we do that, we're on that wheel. You know, escape from something that's a little unpleasant and find a more comfortable position. But, you know, we never find a a position that's completely comfortable and it's going to stay comfortable. It's just more and more and more. So, So we learn to be with difficulty with experience it's a little challenging you know because life is full of both joy and sorrow pleasure and pain and so to live life fully means to be with all of it
the 10,000 joys and 10,000 sorrows, as, as it says in the Tao. And so we don't need to be with all of it in this moment. All we need to be with is the reality of this moment. What, what is present in our body and mind in this moment. So often it's really casting into the future you know, and we think, oh, my knee is starting to hurt. You know, and we cast the mind into the future, and we think, oh, if my knee is starting to hurt now, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be killing me by, you know, by the time the sitting's over. But if we can just uh, actually be with it now, we don't know what it will feel like in, in two minutes or five minutes or ten minutes. We're just... So we only need to be with this moment, this moment's experience. So we're going to sit uh, for about uh, just just under 30 minutes. Um, so you can take a moment to uh, release your posture, stand up a little bit and release your posture. And then um, at the end of this sitting, I'm going to give instructions on walking meditation.